Hi everyone, welcome to Unjustified True Beliefs, the podcast in which we talk about our beliefs and we try to validate them using philosophy, psychology and maths. Today we're talking about self-help. It's defined as improving yourself using some tools or some methods and you could be the one who has discovered those tools or created those tools or it could be borrowed from someone else. And on our podcast today we have Karthik Kanan, Abhijay Gilayal, Akshay Bhadwaj, Mamita Nath and Shruti Soma. And Abhijay is very excited, apparently. So <laughs> he wants to talk about self-help. So let's begin with this question, Abhijay. I'll start with you. Have you ever read any self-help books? Or do you are you part of any community which is, which is classified as self-help? Okay, so just last week, I read this book called Ikigai by Hector Garcia and Francis Minal. Uh, it was really nice. I actually wanted to, I had wanted to read that book for a while, but there was no like external stimuli and there was no push to me. But then when I, when we discussed that we are having this podcast, I actually forced myself to read it. It It's a really short book. You can finish it in like two, three hours. And it's an interesting book on Ikigai. Like what is the, uh, like what is Ikigai? It is basically being passionate about something or having a purpose in life. So um, uh, a lot of things around it. I'll try to discuss some of those in in the coming uh, few minutes. Great. That's, a, that's an interesting book. There are, self-help is a big category of books. Uh, and like they are usually bestsellers across a lot of like uh, in the books category. Uh, and a lot of people subscribe to it. A lot of people read it. And I'm guilty as charged. Like I also read a lot of self-help books. I I think the first one I read was The Secret. And maybe it can be classified as a secret. And some give you useful techniques, useful uh, methods to overcome one of your problems which you have identified. Or they can help you figure out better ways to live your life. So um, let me move to Shruti and ask her if you have any uh, read any self-help books in your life. Uh, no, uh, I haven't read any uh, self-help books. In fact, I think uh, at least consciously, I haven't made choices to, you know, educate myself how I can help myself better. Subconsciously, I might be taking those decisions all the time to how I can, like you have defined self-help as how you can use yourself and not external resources to better yourself. So mm-hmm. I would I would say I have definitely done that, but never picked up a book and read it. Could have been like bits and pieces of information, maybe watched a YouTube video at some point or read an article but never read an entire book. But I also think that just in terms of reading these books, you mentioned that you've read a lot of books on self-help. I think one thing about the self-help is that you can get lost in reading and not actually inculcating it. I think just reading one book possibly and then, uh, and even Abhijay mentioned that he read the book in three hours. I Maybe that's not the right way to read a self-help book. It's about reading it part by part and possibly inculcating it in your life. And um, I think on our Bhagavad Gita uh, podcast, one of the things that I had mentioned about was ha- about waking up without uh, having to skip multiple snoozes. Like I did right. that for a week and then kind of lost track of it. Hmm. So I think it's more about how you can get it to practice than reading hmm. more and more of these books. 
That's right. Like there are so many books you read, but there are very few uh, learnings that stick around. And this motivation, like some of the self books are like a catalyst. They boost you for a time and then it just drains away. You forget about it. And they have a way of making you feel productive by just reading it. Probably. So is it a paradox? Like, are you really helping yourself by reading self-help? And can something external from you improve your habits, improve your behavior? So let me get to Momita, who initially proposed this topic. And let's hear from her. What was her rationale and why why does she want to talk about this topic and you know, main question in her mind regarding self-help. Okay, so, yeah, I, I did propose this topic because I am a very big consumer of self-help on different platforms, not podcasts, books, uh, YouTube videos or, or some of those videos and chat shows that you have. And and I've, I think I've transitioned uh, through the years onto different levels of self-help because... Like initially, I like a couple of years down the line, I used to read and watch more of the uh, prescriptive self-help topics. I, I I don't know if that's the right word to use, but for lack of a better word, like uh, topics or books where they would tell you the things to do and things not to do and, and kind of, you know, those kind of books more like... Uh, growth mindset and then I, I think mindset was one of the first self-help books by Carol Dweck right so that was one of the first self-help books that I read which was great and this uh, introduced to me the concept of fixed versus uh, the flexible growth mindset that she talks about and uh, I started off with topics like that and now I've transitioned more into uh maybe I can call it spiritual. Uh, like right now, I just read Power of Now. So I, that is another self-help book that I've transitioned into. So so yeah, I've, I've transitioned from, I mean, into different levels throughout the years. And I think uh, while I agree with some of you when you've mentioned that how can, you know, like I, I, I remember Abhijay starting the podcast by saying that there was no external motivation. Ikigai was completely my call and I, I went with it and read it. Uh, I agree that you cannot rely completely on something or someone apart from you outside of yourself to fix yourself. But I, I am of the opinion that uh, the self-help industry or some of the resources that we have definitely gets you closer to some truth, if not the truth about yourself, because people have different experiences and I mean, life is kind of short. You like it or you don't. So you can't possibly have all kinds of experiences that everyone else is having, which is why it's it's a good idea to read, watch and listen to other people. But then it's up to you at the end of the day, how you use it, absorb it. Are you just doing it to follow the trend of self-help? Then you're probably not on the path of helping yourself. So the intent matters. And uh, but yeah, I... I do form I I think it's it's a it's a great it's a great place and it's gonna be there for quite some time but again at the end of the day it's up to you how you use it like anything else yeah. and yeah some of the most prominent books that I can think of uh, Napoleon Hill Think and Grow Rich uh, How to uh, Robert Kawasaki uh, about um, 
the rich dad poor dad this uh, the secret uh, which we talked about in one of our podcast even bhagavad gita so like there are so many books which have which are so influential have massive sales and they they are a category defining uh, you know industry all by itself and i was just looking up the stats it's currently as a 40 billion dollar industry 2020 and it's in forecasted to be a 56.6 billion dollar industry by 27 so it's there is definitely a huge demand for self help i i'm i'm kind of curious what is creating that demand why are we humans so intrigued about self help why do we always think there is something the wrong way wrong with us which needs to be fixed so these are big questions big philosophical questions i want to ask akshay about what do you think why is there such a big demand for self help to be honest uh, let me just take a step back uh, i think i am like shruti here if you ask me i have never formally uh, been a part of say a self help group or for that matter uh, read books around self help Uh, that's probably because i am not a reader myself but i will not deny that i have never been a part of a self help intervention subconsciously mm. like something which mamata was mentioning i certainly feel that uh, all of us continuously uh, improve ourselves and we are a better version of ourselves from say the previous day mm. i think uh, in the current times in the in the last decade if i might just generalize it all of us have started to be a lot more aware about our things and and probably that's uh, that's uh, a general trend in each uh, each time if i say probably our parents were more aware than their grandparents for example mm. and i think that is what is you know bringing all of us to start thinking about you know uh, how do we look how do we uh, how, how uh, fit physically fit are we Uh, how mentally fit are we and you know various other aspects of our personal our personal uh, you know development health or development yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. so i think that is definitely uh, the awareness part is definitely one thing which is leading people to you know uh, look out for more sources to understand to uh, to do a self assessment of how they are right now and how they can move further uh, that could probably be one of the reason which comes to my mind but i feel that with, even without this awareness uh, we have this intrinsic way of continuous improvement and i would like to mm. correct it to abhijay's point i think he mentioned it during the podcast or maybe in our discussion before it where we continuously get external stimuli mm. and we continuously get it even if we want it or not it could be your pet it could be your friends families um and your body and your mind is intelligent enough to get, grab the, those cues and mm. choose whether to respond to it or not obviously basis various biases you might have and basis that you continuously look to improve yourself in a certain way it may not be optimal mm. but uh, you definitely work on it some of the self help uh, sources which we are probably talking about and will probably talk about are certain best practices in my opinion which people would broadly like to inculcate and that is my understanding mm-hmm. of why we are seeing more of these things coming out and uh, you put a, you did put up a couple of figures it is definitely a very lucrative uh, industry to be in for 
some people who may have some good experiences which would resonate with other people so i can also see why people would want to get into this industry to kind of monetize some of these opportunities as well so it's kind of like a cycle virtuous cycle for the people who are in this business as well as for the people who are looking to improve themselves in a certain manner yeah recently uh, i think i was reading this book by uh, tony tony robbins uh, about how how to awaken the giant and he has built an empire of coaching and this model of coaching and you know having mentors has pro- proliferated and there are so many people who are getting into this industry learning how to coach whether they don't come with a with any known titles but they have established themselves to be leaders in and coaching people in strategic decision making uh, you know personal development marriage uh, relationships and so on so it's it's a big space uh, historically there was this was the role by religious group leaders to guide you how to live a better life now it has been more commercialized and more maybe adaptable to personal circumstances we we have financial advisors for finance stuff we have religious uh, relationship counselors i think there are roles people taking with personal coaches how to you know how to conduct yourself better so yeah this is a this is a big space and as you said it's growing finally i want to come to and one sorry one more point where you mentioned that everybody tries to grow based on their experiences everybody tries to be better every day you and shruti are more in tuned with what you want to grow at and you can identify your sources from your surrounding for other people like abhijay me and uh, momita maybe we look to books to understand okay i want to understand where i can grow what are the spaces which i am not so in tune to so maybe that's how we are approaching this uh, but it is a paradoxical question when we say self help is it actually us realizing or are we getting influenced by the material that we are using so that's what i want to ask kartik do you think self help is a oxymoron it's like a paradoxical statement when you say self help through a books or self help through a course should it come internally or is it like it's fine to use external sources yeah um so as far as i go i think i would say yeah it is a bit of an oxymoron and that is probably one of my many reasons why i uh view the self help market with some amount of skepticism i would uh the point you mentioned is one of them that a it is uh how do how does someone else help you self help and b is what you and akshay were saying it's a lucrative market right and you you mentioned tony robbins right and you actually said that yeah he has mentors he has this network of mentors who might not have credentials but they are mentors i find that actually a a negative uh, because i feel that there are enough people to give advice in this world and if i'm going to listen to someone speak or if i'm going to follow someone's prescription i would rather a um they have some amount of credentials or b they're not giving me advice but they're forcing me to ask questions so and I, so with a lot of self help books it becomes prescriptive because it worked for them we talked about survivorship bias remember in one of the podcasts so it is like there were 100 people who worked with a some uh, there were 
there might be a few select number of people for which this book worked and one of them was the author of the book and so the author says that hey it works for me so i'm going to say how successful i got with this method and then people are like whoa this is the holy grail it's not a holy grail anymore because it's it worked for him and that is my probably my last uh, or most important uh, criticism of the self help industry in general that it is it is just a bunch of survivorship bias uh it at the end of the day you anyone who reading self help books will implicitly acknowledge that things don't work for anybody but there are so many self help uh things going around that it's hard to eliminate the uh noise from the signal like i consider like you mentioned the secret right and you you and i might disagree in this point but i think the secret is a bunch of pseudo science and that's uh it's it's not real it's it's just some sort of mentality that you can have sure it will help you so i view it the same way as i view religion probably is what i say it it's intense it should be intensely personal but the moment you write a book about it and expect people to read it and follow it they're like that's where hmm something shady here so yeah it's a interesting point i agree with you when you say it's very difficult to find the signal from the noise um, there are so many people who can preach you but maybe are not walking the walk um, about what they're saying and it's easier to say than do so that's definitely a point at the, at the other end i would also like to challenge it in a way that maybe there are some beliefs which are correct and because we are so attached to our beliefs when somebody is selling you something it, it it's like you are threatening my identity and mm-hmm. i don't want to change that belief so how do we find a balance between these two things so the main question to everyone is how would you go about selecting the right sources for self help so it's open okay so uh, before anybody starts i want to set the record straight uh, so there were a few allegations against me <laughs> so one was that i read the book too fast so it's because of the fact that i knew <laughs> a few things about ikigai so i was only looking for things that were interesting like why do people in japan especially say the location okinawa in japan live longer than other people on the planet so that was the most interesting part for me so i focused on that and the other i stand corrected <laughs> yes. uh yeah and then Yes uh, so the other thing was that um that I felt like you know I'm I I was motivated to do it from my own end but I wasn't actually there were a few things that happened in my life where you know I was in, like I was impelled to like you know just um read something and maybe figure out what's wrong with me like why am I I can't say it right now but why am I this way so uh, what's happening right and uh, There, there are so many other things that i want to say but uh let's get back to what uh saranch was saying can you just repeat that question i my question was how would you given that there's so much information in the world and it's growing so exponentially and we have who would be the right sources for you how would you identify the sources where you should get some help from maybe not even self help but help yeah uh, for me it would be my closest friends and my parents uh so what your parents say you would obviously because they've observed you from childhood like they they know what are the things 
you know affect you more or like how emotionally aware are you and um, what are the things that you don't know about your own self so uh, those are things that might be seriously helpful yeah but uh, please someone else go ahead with uh, with that i think um, for me it's my parents i would say so no that's uh, that's interesting and i agree with like karthik spoke so i agree with some of the points that he made but i'm i'm going to touch upon abhijit's points first uh that your parents i mean you derive most of your i don't know how to word it but i don't know maybe not motivation but yeah okay maybe conditioning from your parents but do you really listen to everything they tell you though i mean not to you but to yeah which is yeah, which I is mean, why Yeah, if I had listened to them, I wouldn't have made the decision in my life that I which, made. Which I guess today. is one yeah. reason why uh, the self-help industry. I mean, I I think the intent was different, but we have made something else into it because of I don't I don't want to use the the capitalism and all of those words, but just the way the world is uh, getting designed, right? That we we want to make. the most out of everything like a winter storm means you you make the most money out of electricity where people don't have electricity so that that's how things are uh i maybe something similar happened with this industry too but anyway uh but going back to your point abhijit like you said right you you think that they have so much of experience you respect them and they're your parents you know deep down they are right but then we usually don't tend to i mean we do listen to but then they say right sometimes someone has to tell you at a certain place and a certain time and then it kind of resonates with you and then you're like oh yeah oh yeah my my mom did tell me about this or my husband did i mean this is happening in my house every day like me and my husband we every day we're like i told you so and then we're going to watch somebody else on a podcast or or a tv show and then we're like oh wow this is such a great idea and then we're like what are you talking i already told you 5 days back so that's i i guess one of the reasons why you know we need self help because that it stands like this someone yeah like some day some tony robbins or or some eckhart or some abhijay is going to tell me something then i mean not some abhijay in a bad way but uh and it's going to resonate you, with abhijay. me yeah which probably the person in the next room had told me 10 years back but it just didn't so so i think the intent was right and i also agree with what karthik was saying about credibility that you can't you have to take everything with a pinch of salt you can't just start listening to i mean listen but make your fair share of judgments also that what you want to take away and what you want to take back home and what you just want to hear with a filter on and yeah just just listen to it so and i have also like when i was talking about the transition initially i used to not have so much of a filter i don't know if it's a good or bad thing but now i've become a little more like okay uh the person that i'm listening to he has a lot of things to say but the topic that he's talking about is he how well versed is he in that topic like if you're talking about neuroscience is the person does he have experience in neuroscience so then obviously the credibility is going to be a little more than maybe myself who has nothing to do with neuroscience right now but i i am passionate about it so so yeah i do use some of those parameters to kind of pick and choose 
but yeah, but I think self-help is here to stay for a bit. I've got a couple of questions. Here. Like one thing which which I got from your talk was uh, we are looking for, again, it's the anchoring or the confirmation bias. We are looking for somebody to confirm our own ideas. Like even if somebody mm-hmm. says something, mm-hmm. you wouldn't like, uh, okay, maybe he's a close friend, so I won't listen to them. But okay, this figure very charismatic figure said this or wrote about this yeah. and I'm like okay now now yeah. i have more i mean it's, it's, it's sadly yeah there's some i mean we have to again start working on i'm i'm struggling with that and i'm trying to uh, get better at that to look at things objectively and stop thinking of it to be coming from a friend or coming from you know somebody with a big label or something and, and just look at things for the way they are but it's a little difficult but yeah i'm trying but yeah actually in this regard uh sometimes i feel that humans tend to beat themselves too much on uh, things and while i heard all of you kartik abhijay momta and saranch you were also uh, talking about it as i i feel that there are infinite number of things which you can improve in oneself and you will continue to improve them till the time you are no more um the stimulus thing is something which still resonates heavily with me that each one of us whether we are educated or not have the ability to get that feedback from our environment and improve uh, among uh, improve that aspect in ourselves whether it's uh whether it's training a pet who may not understand language or may not have that kind of uh you know gray matter to understand what is happening still they are able to get trained or get to a certain place similarly i feel um while karthik you also touched upon credentials and that definitely helps in the self help industry if i may say but i think yes we sometimes uh, do not give as much weightage to the same thing coming from a different source like abhijay you spoke about parents i think uh, while they are the closest of relations which we might have in our lives most of the time we take their inputs for granted i i don't want to generalize it but then i'm just uh, taking my own example and at various times in our lives and like you uh, said momita maybe after say 20 years you suddenly realize oh you know what my dad used to say this or my mom used to say this and that's when it strikes you so i feel uh, while credentials and uh, that credibility building is very important in the self help industry to help yourself grow i think it's an automatic process some people learn it today some people learn it after 10 years some people learn it say through books some people learn it the hard way through maybe negative experiences so i think self help is a natural journey which people get to and like i was mentioning there might be infinite places of improvement self help might actually uh, show you one direction where you can improve yourself it can you know make you biased for that or it can actually help you if you need that uh, area of improvement in your life at that point of time so i i can see both aspects of you know the self help industry whether helping us or bi- biasing us uh, to understand that a particular aspect is the most important thing which you need to focus on right now today 
so that's that is one of the thoughts which i have right now yeah actually i wanted to add something to it and it, it came up somewhere in between when you were saying that uh, that self help is it it the essence of the what you were saying was the fact that we tend to over analyze everything most of the times it's our innate ability to analyze things so we keep analyzing ourselves and we keep reading more and more about self help uh and one of the things that i read in the book ikigai was that the people who are the most happiest mm-hmm. are the ones who have ikigai as in they are, they tend to fo- have a state of flow uh so that flow state is uh comes in when let's say you're doing when you're beating upon your craft when you're uh do yeah when you are actually trying to let's say let's say you're playing a sport so you're completely focused into it and the moment that happens is when how you're doing it and what you're doing takes more takes takes the wheel and your achievement or what the thing that you want that your what, whatever your objective is takes the back seat so connecting on to uh like what you were saying i feel yes maybe we are not doing we are not trying to tap more into our flow states these days we are over analyzing we are reading too many self help books uh, what we should be doing is to have like a purpose in life and also stay more in the flow state uh than you know than than being out of it and analyzing and trying to figure out oh what's what's wrong with me because in that flow state you are not thinking about what's wrong what what's happening and you know what what are my achievements and what what am where am i heading towards you're more involved into the activity itself and that's what keeps you more happy yeah no i i agree with with that abhijay and just just one last word before we get into the final segment is that uh, i agree with what uh, abhijay and akshay both you were saying and i i have said that self help is here to stay and i and i still am like probably going to be on the far side of the bandwagon as opposed to against i'm not saying any of us are against it but uh, but i also do think that self help i'm on that side where i think that if the stimulus is coming from within then it's a good place to explore but if it's an external stimulus where you uh are looking at achievement or something from the external world or or, com- or competing or, or something from the ego side or that that's another uh, topic by itself so let's not go there then it's probably not the right direction you want to go in and you probably need to spend some more time to figure out a few more things about yourself but if it's coming from within then i think you can go ahead and explore the self help industry and pick and choose how you want to do that and that way it will not paradoxically be you know what karthik was trying to say that how can self help industry actually help you if it's it's from the outside it can help you if the stimulus is from the inside but it's okay if you're you know looking and reading a few other things so that that's just what i wanted to say yeah um what do you like for people who have read self help like what, what do you think mm-hmm. your biggest takeaways have been from those sort of texts like 
why I ask is because I'm trying to grasp the meaning of self-help. Like if I okay. read a textbook, is that self-help? It clearly isn't, right? Like is it self-help? Why not? Why not? Because then we are blurring the boundaries to include everything. And if you don't define what self-help is not, then it it's not anything. No, like you like need... for example, if you're reading a book on neuroscience, it will mm-hmm. have boundaries because it's about the brain. There cannot oh, no. be... I meant the boundaries of self-help. Like wh- what do you... Can you tell me one thing that self-help is mm-hmm. not? What is not self-help? 100%. Okay. What is not self-help? 100% what? Something that puts you on a road where, where you feel worse than how you felt before you went on that journey. Like I a map. Know, it sounds... <laughs> <laughs> I no, was not I'm... able to hear that. So that no, is maybe great. a glass of but... wine. You say, uh, I'm going to have a glass of mm-hmm. wine after dinner. And then it turns yeah. into a bottle. So... bottle. But then next, <laughs> next morning you'll... You'll have a, a good time, but uh, yeah. So, so is so every according... piece of knowledge self help? Mm-hmm. Then is every piece of knowledge self help? Depends Any... on how you perceive. So, so let me uh, come in here, and I'll just share my perspective. I agree to what Karthik you are saying, and uh, my understanding of self help is also a very broad, generalized. Yeah. Concept. However, uh, when we talk about the self help industry. That is where I think where Momita is trying to come from, uh, which talks about people sharing their respective, uh, you know, best practices or knowledges through through forms of media, books, content, and then they share it across with the rest of us for us to be able to correct it. But my understanding of self-help is anything which makes you a better person at the uh, at the next moment of your life. Or maybe when when it's most needed, uh, you need someone to or some yeah. something that you read to give you a sign or give you direction in your life. Yeah, and and so there is a case, catch. Uh, there is a catch, though. I mean, just to I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt, but no, no, just no, like uh, all good actually, things, yes. like just like wine that you brought up, right? The, the, there's a catch. Mm. After a point, uh, I mean, self help is also going to give you some dopamine. You listen to somebody it, it kind of aligns with what you're thinking or maybe is making you feel better it becomes a dopamine uh, transmitter situation right you're constantly getting a hit of dopamine but you shouldn't get addicted so the moment anything turns into an addiction be it wine be it a self-help book or whatever again that's not good so so yeah nothing can be very good or very bad for you but it all depends on where you draw the line and then yeah you just have to make sure you don't get addicted to it for yeah. your and uh, you may or may not yeah and you may or may not uh, achieve what the book or the text uh, told you like you would be like oh the book told me that i would become a better oh i would be running like 10 kilometers after like uh, reading this book and I will be do I will be able to like climb Mount Everest. But that's, so that that's very interesting because I think that can yeah. be another definition for self help because I I think we were discussing this before our talk right that how how should we define so maybe self help is an industry where you have these resources which don't come with a certain milestone or goal that you have to reach like if you read a chapter on hypochondria 
you are expected to understand hypochondria just giving a random example but self help is something which is very broad so there can't be an end state that the author or whoever is saying something they want you to reach mm-hmm. so that yeah. can be yeah, they, that yeah. they definitely like most books definitely say oh you'll be a much more happier person if you uh, follow these set of rules but and um, i think all of these books and resources just kind of show you the path or what the effort that needs to come for making that change happen is from self so i'd say that's also why it's called self help because you can read all of these books but it's not going to do anything for you until and unless you intrinsically make that change in yourself and nobody else can do that And also, bringing about that change in yourself takes a lot of effort, uh, and I'm sure everyone would agree with that. What would you define self-help as, Karthik? Like, I'm curious. Um, yeah. So for me, like, Momita said, right? Like, and both, uh, like, Akshay said it jokingly, but uh, and Momita brought it up as well that maths. Uh, the maths textbook example was actually a good one like if it makes you feel worse and it uh, like and momita said that if it makes you feel worse it's not really self help right and i was like making yourself feel worse is a path to improvement either way sometimes so but i would say that self help industry is something that gives you dopamine for free and that is why i don't like it like the end goal for them is the dopamine and that's how they keep you coming back right they make you feel good about themselves and that's why i'm a bit shaky about but because most improvement comes with discomfort and not feeling I mean, particularly good about where no, you are right now but why wouldn't you want that's to feel just good the, about yourself that's the industry failing that doesn't still change the definition right i mean so like I'm, even i I'm equate, started off with I'm saying e- that that you feel motivated by just reading it and feel productive yeah that's what those mm-hmm. books do to you but mm-hmm. because the end goal the... is when you use the resources that's why it's self help you read all this stuff but end of the day if you don't apply it using your own self it's not going to work for you i would say that is why it's called self help in my, i think my in my opinion okay i i guess it's my personal definition but i define self help as pop psychology as another name for pop psychology it is okay it is not it is not a very uh, it's not textbook if it was textbook because with pop psychology whatever they're saying has not been they 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 haven't conducted trials that hey these people followed this and these people didn't follow the secret and uh, guess what the people who follow the secret are better there is no clinical trials nothing now they had some they had experiences with it it worked for them so they're telling it to the world other people read it it made them feel good about themselves so they spread it around and that's why uh, that is how i define self help the lack of uh, action uh, the lack of an end goal and the lack of concise uh, scientific rigorous scientific study is in my head very re- much required in self help yes but what if someone is feeling like a vegetable and they are really down and they mm-hmm. they are not able to do something as the self help books definitely I'm, would bring in some I, kind of motivation in them i'm not it's arguing it's a temporary against. relief abijay yeah it's like yeah. i'm saying i look at it the same way i look at relief but sometimes you need that stim- like yeah, you need that temporary relief too yeah just to like add to that abijay's point i think sometimes it can be a catalyst for you like sometimes you 
figure out, oh, this is this is how I can improve my self-esteem. These are the things I was, just to mention a book I was reading uh, yesterday. Uh, there are three happy habits you can develop, which is uh, attitude to grat- like gratitude and mindfulness and uh, focusing on your relationships. So I think, yeah, these are some good points. Maybe I know it subconsciously, but when I read it, I affirmed a belief and then like, okay, I can focus on these things to be more happier. So sometimes yeah, it just gives, I mean, in my mind, it gives me, a way to organize stuff maybe you guys are better organized than in your mind and you can organize stuff by the stimuli you get but sometimes when i read something then i can organize some thoughts in my mind and then I'm like okay this is my next action okay just to conclude now uh, i think we have over shorter time but one question to conclude if you have read uh, self-help and again we can go into a debate has have you seen any changes improvement in yourself or if you haven't or if you think like they are setting uh, the conventional or the most uh, yeah conventional uh, self-help books are setting some unexpected unrealistic standards that you can achieve by reading them so where do you stand in those in that spectrum okay i can go first uh, so i i think uh, again uh, i don't think they are setting unrealistic standards it's it's us who are setting unrealistic standards because we are probably watching one person we see the self help guru if if we want to call them and then you're watching you're getting your dopamine it maybe you're feeling like a you're not feeling that that fine and you need that hit and you watch him and then after a few days you start comparing yourself with with the self help guru so it's not him that is trying to set this unrealistic that that's my opinion again but i think it's it's what we constantly keep doing to ourselves right setting these imaginary targets imaginary goals uh, living in our own bubble where we think we have to compete with the self help guy who's just here to share a few stories i mean not all of them are about best practices so so i think uh, all the questions and all the answers actually lie within you and just listening to some of these people uh might you know touch those a few nerves which have been lying dormant in your body somewhere so that way it's it's a good thing to do but again you have to be uh make your judgment i hate to use the word judgment because uh we don't want to be biased and and judge people but then make your own selections and be careful about what you're listening to and what you don't want to and i typically like to listen to something that that's a little more backed by science like i'm i'm trying out neuroscience and uh, those domains these days which have less of story sharing and more of science in it so there's less uh, you know uh, space for those uh, conversations but yeah again to each his own but i think it's all lying within you and self help is very like you rightly said is is like a catalyst the industry uh can i go next i think i agree with momita and uh, most of the things she said uh, that uh, it helps a few it hurts a few uh, one thing abhijay mentioned about uh, was being in flow i think more and more humans are finding it difficult to stay in flow to me i think flow is also a state of being content so it does not make you question a lot and analyze a lot 
so uh, we also talked about being in intrinsically motivated to go to self help and external stimuli which draws you to self help so i think for people who are in flow one thing is self help might pull you out of the flow it may make you realize that you want to do more there is better out there and as humans most of us lie in the average spectrum so it's very easy to draw you out of the flow even if you're content so i think unless you have that internal barrier asking you to grow more i think it can hurt people like that who are already content pulling them out of the flow but for the few who want who are looking for improvement i think it can be used as a source of motivation so yeah i think that's my opinion on that So Mamita really hit the hammer on the nail, and what Shruti mentioned, I I totally agree with them and feel that uh, the it does help you. Uh, th- there shouldn't be too much uh, of tapping in into it. Uh, personally, for me, last week there were two things that I realized for my own self and have been practicing. uh the two things were that i need to be a more happy person i need to keep a positive attitude and the other one is that i need to be more emotionally aware i'm not i'm not emotionally aware when i'm talking in english but when i'm talking in hindi i am because i i understand certain connotations but in english i just they just you know it's very difficult for me to assess uh think certain certain times because it's not my first language uh so yeah that's that's from my that's my opinion i would just like to say that i've never i've not uh, consciously subscribed to say the self help industry as now so i i fall in that category and i still uh, strongly believe that uh, you and i all of us have have the ability to identify and move to where we want to Uh, where we want to improve ourselves and i would also say that the self help industry would definitely been have been set up with the right intent to you know help the community help the society and like any other industry it is definitely being capitalized by some opportunistic people who would like to you know set unexpected uh, or uh, unrealistic standards uh, as an outcome of their interventions so uh, it might sound like a middle path which i'm taking but someone who has not ventured into the self help uh, side formally this is what uh, my take would be on this great i mean thanks a lot for all the comments and suggestions i i mean i think for me the two key takeaway is one one what you mentioned akshay about uh, the negativity bias and that's why we always you know craving for something which validates or soothes us and definitely self help is a method of soothing us and providing the dopamine kick the second thing which i found very interesting during our conversation was humans have this ability to learn from anything like you guys can learn from your surroundings your uh, and that is helping you to be a better version tomorrow and sometimes we need some books or some stories to help us improve and learn so i think that this is a inherent desire of curiosity which which is like okay what is this world all about what am i all about and sometimes that is leading us to pursue some uh, like health self help uh, category and uh, i think it's difficult to draw a conclusion here whether it's a good or bad thing but 
yeah as you uh, mamita rightly said it's about identifying like who you are and uh, getting to the root of your intrinsic motivation so that you can drive yourself in the right way so uh, with this uh, i'm i'm happy to conclude this episode thanks a lot for your participation and talk to you in the next episode cheers you guys bye, bye.